0: You're being formed by that struggle, and struggle is what actually grows and connects us. We grow very little when we're comfortable, but man, we grow a lot when we have to. (laughs) And so those dark times, those hard times, uh, the times where you feel like what you're doing doesn't matter, or no one's listening, or you're not actually who you say you are, those are the times that are actually growing you the most.
1: We're creating a revolution for today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, here we are. I'm excited to be here today with uh, my good friend, Spencer Grimes. So Spencer is one of my favorite humans in the whole world. He is someone that I connected with a few years ago when uh, we were really bounce around these ideas of starting an application, a software application for Modern Musician. And I remember, Spencer, I'm sure you remember this too, when I sent out that first email outreach, I wonder if I could find that email that we sent out. But it was basically like, Hey, everyone on our email list. So we had this idea, like we want to do something with an app and I have no idea how to build apps or how it's working. But if you do, and if you're a software developer and you have experience, then I would love to hear from you. So just like respond to this email. And yeah, we had a few hundred responses and most of them were real bad. Most of them were like <laughs> like me. They're like, we have no idea how to build an app, but you should. But Yeah, like I want to do that. And then there's a handful that really stuck, stuck through, cut through. And yours was on that list of course. And yeah, I remember hopping on one of our first sessions and we just had this team of probably like six or seven software developers of different skill levels and it was really sort of like a trial run we were just figuring out what are we, you know, how are you going to build this thing? And since then. Your know, street team has grown significantly. It's grown with Bonnie Musician, and now we have this like service, this app that can handle so much functionality from everywhere, from like the CRM functionality, but also the music relics and the inner circle stuff we're working on. So it's been an honor getting to connect with you, and you're probably the person on the team, one of the people on the team for sure that I get personal FaceTime with on a regular basis, and it's one of the great joys of my life. So I just want to say thank you for being awesome and being a part of our team. And thanks for being a part of the podcast today. Man,
0: thanks for saying that. I was thinking as I was like, okay, what what are we gonna talk about on the podcast? I was like, man, it's so fun that we do, we get a lot of FaceTime, we get to talk about stuff. I think, especially as I think back to that early on when we would we were working with that initial team and there was just all this energy around like, we know we wanna build something amazing and we don't know exactly what that is yet. Um, we would just end up with those like, oh, let's have a one-hour check-in call that would end up being three hours because we would just talk and things would just sort of expand as we we're dreaming together. And so I was like, oh man, it's so fun that yeah that we get to invite some other people in to those kinds of conversations that we have.
1: Mm. Absolutely, yeah. I think this will be a really fun conversation to connect with you and to share a little bit behind the scenes of Street Team and the software development process and you as a musician yourself a super talented musician and a software developer and helping to build the street team from the ground up i've learned so much about software development from you and from your working together and a lot of the my mindsets as well just in terms of like the music industry and what we're doing with modern musician have you been born come through from the software world so I guess to start with, I would love to hear a little bit about your story and how, how you got started with software development and your music and how you found your way to Modern Musician.
0: Yeah, man, that's good. I, I, the journey of being a musician, like a lot of people, goes back so far that sometimes it can be hard to say, oh, here's where it started, here's where it began, whatever. But I think as far as the two intersecting, I have I grew up, I was raised by a couple of engineers. We didn't have a lot of music around the house. But my brothers and I discovered music as a way of expressing and communicating and connecting when we moved right in like some pivotal formational years. I was like that late middle school, early junior high where you're starting to define like, who am I? Am I an athlete? Am I just like (laughs) in that defining time we moved and we so we lost like our friend group and our family and everybody we were close to. And so we were really searching for just like, how do we belong and music was a place that we found just like hearing songs that were like wow this song is about me that feeling of connection through music and so pretty much as soon as possible I was like trying to write and communicate those songs even before I really could play I'd like have a couple of notes on a guitar and just like this is enough I'm gonna write how I feel and so I I started a band with my brothers in that early development time, and we were terrible at the beginning, <laughs> but we just kept at it. We kept learning together and growing together and creating things, and we ended up getting to do just like some really fun stuff. We did it all through high school and into college and through college and, and afterwards and just getting to, yet yeah, travel around and play songs that you wrote for people who believe in them and believe in you and made a difference to continue to inspire me. But coming from a family of engineers, I also like have a very practical upbringing. And so we had a a very much like, I know I want to pursue music. I don't really know how to do it. Like, I don't know anyone that's doing music as a career and I don't see a formula for how to pursue it. There isn't like a place to go apply, right? That's a common thing you hear from people trying to navigate that early on. So my parents were like, well, go get a degree. And I was interested in school and I was interested in engineering and software development. And so that was what my dad did. So I just got that degree. And as I was doing it, we were sort of taking whatever time we could off of school to continue traveling and sort of navigating both of those worlds together, which for me is a place that I've always existed in in a sense of like, in the engineering world, like I'd go to class, and my engineering friends would be like, man, did you study at all for this exam? And I'd be like, Oh, no, I was like out all night playing shows. And I was on the street busking or I was like, and they were just, man, why do you do this music thing? And then I would be Mm -hmm. on tour and run into other musicians, right? People would be playing with and they'd be like, why are you putting yourself through the pain of school? And it just like both camps felt like, you have to be all into this or all into that. But I always found myself just really enjoying navigating both worlds and bringing like the things I was learning in engineering and software into my music and the things that I learn in music into how I build software and just that whole integrated experience. And the the creativity that exists in both of those things that like when you are developing code for example like we're doing with street team right we're very creative in how we're thinking about what is it that we want to build what do people really need to hear from us what is it that i want to express through this thing and it's so similar to music i feel like i took your question and just like told you my whole life story (laughs) in one
1: (laughs) that that was exactly what i wanted (laughs) fantastic great so both as a musician yourself and now helping build Straight Team and, and like working on this tool for other artists. I would love to hear your perspective on what you see as some of the biggest uh, challenges and problems right now that musicians are facing. And obviously this is exactly why we, we built Straight Team, but I'd be curious to hear uh, from your perspective, what are some of those, like the core problem that we're looking to solve with Straight Team?
0: Yeah, well I feel, I really feel like a lot of times when you identify that the core problem, you're also identifying your greatest opportunity, like they're really tied closely together. Um and that's not my idea, a lot of people a lot of people think about that. It's a universal um, truth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just true. With musicians, I think there's a different challenge at each stage of the career journey and everybody is sort of on their own path in that but one thing that i see as a really common theme is people really needing to figure out how do i connect directly with my fans like we've built Mm. these the industry has built really big ways of connecting art with their fans early on in the digital era with itunes and it was like okay now you can release a song and anyone can hear it like wow that's great access but the connection point of directly from the artist to a fan is a big challenge. And social media sort of introduced this idea of like, oh, now everyone can connect with everyone. So that should make it easy. But we've seen, especially in my own experience with social media, it's just like so much noise and it's very hard to figure out, okay, what am I really trying to say here? Because there's a lot of things being said in this space. So yeah, I think with, with Street Team specifically, we were looking at how do we help people go from, hey, I have this great art into I'm connecting with real fans who really care passionately about my music and are being impacted by it. And then how do I help, help those fans have an opportunity to continue to support me? Right. So we have like on the other side of music business and technology, there's like the Patreon model, right? Of like, oh, you have fans. Here's how you monetize them. But there's this big gap between I have fans who are coming to shows, I'm selling sold out stadiums, and I've posted on social media every day, and no one's commenting or liking or subscribing or, right? And so there's like that gap. There is where so many artists find themselves trying to navigate, especially as independent artists, right? Trying to teach themselves how to build their brand and build their business. That's really this opportunity that I think we saw. There's so much room for us all as artists to get better at doing that.
1: Yeah, I think the core of Street team is really about what you said of helping artists connect with their fans. Right. And connect with them and build relationships and communicate with them directly. Whereas with like Spotify or different platforms, it can feel a little bit challenging to to know you don't know who your fans are. You don't know who they are. And therefore and you don't have a way to connect with them and build a relationship. So with Street Team, you can know you can get to know your fans better. And you can not only get to know them, but you can see who are your top fans. With a stream from one fan, like it's, it's a stream, isn't necessarily indicative of someone who is a super fan, someone who absolutely loves you, who's like one of your thousand true fans. So, being able to have a place where you can actually identify and honor and reward your top fans for being a fan uh, is awesome. I'm so yeah. glad that we get to build it together. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I think is interesting. Is you, when we talk about applying the software development world and some of the mindsets to the artists, it seems like one of the one of the things that really struck me about the software development world was how collaborative it is, and like how with GitHub you can really sync up and contribute to the, each other's projects, and you can publish these branches, and you have like the mother branch, and you you can do different ideas off of it. And it also seems like music, traditionally music scenes have really formed around artists who can collaborate with each other and in bringing those branches together and those different fandoms. One thing I'm really excited longer term to, to build together with you is ways for artists to like integrate with each other and to be able to collaborate. And I wonder if maybe we can work in something with the GitHub model to when it comes to music production, that's the one that seems like a huge opportunity to me. Not necessarily something that we're going to dive into short term with the Street Team. like, here's, like, you can produce your music on Street Team. Maybe, who knows? But that definitely seems like a big opportunity for like a GitHub style. If you had a project, a bunch of people could contribute ideas to it. The owner, the producer could approve the ideas they wanted to. Yep. That could be really interesting.
0: Yeah, one of the things that's always most inspiring to me in collaboration with within software development is like just the open source attitude and not that every project is open sourced right obviously there's like different reasons that you do or don't but there is such a sense of like oh when I build a tool that's really useful that other people could use like I'm just going to publish it and put it out there for other people to start using it and building on top of and you just have this sort of this spirit to the development community where like If I build something and put it out there, someone else will build off of it. And then I may end up using their thing that built on top of my thing to solve some other problem I'm doing. And it's just like Mm. the whole rising tide raises all ships concept. And I totally see that in the music world, man, especially just like thinking about the scene. We used to talk about generations of scenes, right? Because I've been, so I've been living in Minneapolis now for most of my life and have seen sort of seasons of local bands, right? Where there's like, a scene develops around a couple of people and a collaboration. And there's this sense of everybody comes to everyone else's shows because we all wanna see everyone succeed, right? Or we're all buying each other's merch or we're all supporting each other in that way. And it feels very much like the same attitude, right? Of like, if I'm helping you, and you're helping me we're all helping each other and then we're all like just growing alongside each other right mm.
1: yeah absolutely that's one of the things that i really appreciate about you spencer that i think you seem like a very grounded just like human-centered person and that mindset of we're all on the same team like we're all in this together and a rising tide lifts all boats is something that it's a part of what makes a healthy music scene happen, I think, is like the ability for people to, I don't know, cross pollinate and to be able to to collaborate and to share with each other. And it's something I hope to, that we can you know, build into this community that, that we're building with Bonnie Musician now and that we're really focusing on in 2024 is bringing all of the artists together in one place. part of the reason that we're doing this live right now in the Discord community and we're doing the breakout rooms after the live podcast is because I know that there's some magic that could happen. if We just sync up the right artists and your music can you know, come together. It certainly seems like some of the biggest music scenes that have developed have come from the collaboration of two different music scenes that you wouldn't normally expect, but they like came together and then they had a baby. So it's like jazz beats death metal. <laughs> that's just a that's a crazy example yeah that's a perfect example that. yeah exactly. <laughs> um but yeah i think for all of us uh, being active with connecting with other people who are here in the music community and reaching out to them to collaborate and record music together to co-write to do cross promotions to do live streams together could be a really cool opportunity and that's something yeah. that we can also build industry team as well as ways for the artists to collaborate with each other
0: yeah i'm really excited about building tools that make it easier to do that. Cause I think there's a lot, there are a lot of tools for musicians to use right now out on the internet, but there aren't a lot that are focused around that piece of collaboration. And really like musicians are especially independent musicians, but all, all musicians are entrepreneurs, right? They're innovators. They're, they are a, a people who take something known and another thing that's known, and bring them together in a way that's never been arranged before, right and that's mm. that innovation process is just like a part of what makes a creator it's part of what makes someone creative. But when you get to do it interpersonally right like you you get to do it and you get to collaborate with someone else, then that those two knowns can come from totally different worlds right and that's when things get really exciting, like you're talking about
1: yeah, there's something about what you just said there about the fact that like we're all creators and we're we're literally like creating things there's something about that word too just in general like cre- creation creators i mean it almost goes back to like a genesis like standpoint of like create like what is creativity where does it come from it certainly seems like some of the most the most well known and like successful artists just from a standpoint of like their artwork speak to this idea of tapping into something bigger than themselves and this like almost like channeling you know, the music through them. And yeah, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on the, the creative process and being Dude. a creator, where that comes from and, uh, and how you see that both in the software world and also the music world is like there is like this creative force that is is going through all of it.
0: Yeah. Well, there's something fascinating. I think. At least in, in the tradition that I've grown up in, of the public schools that I went to, the influences that I had, we were taught to bucket things into like, this is math, this is science, this is geography. Those three things are separate areas of expertise, and they are buckets. But like the, more, the deeper you go into any field of study, the more you come through those buckets to see like, oh, actually, we were studying the same thing in three different ways, all right? We were taking a different mm. lens. And I think I, this has been something that I've seen so many times throughout my life that there will be people, uh, math is my favorite example because there's so many musicians who say like, oh, I don't do math or I can't do math. Or you're trying to do budgeting or you're trying to figure out like how, how many people are coming into your show or whatever and they're like, oh, I don't, math is not my thing. When it's like, well, really, Math is all around us. Like it's happening you're it's happening all around you all the time. And I think creativity is that same thing. Where like in in my time in the engineering world, I've heard people say like, oh, I'm not creative or I don't create things. And it's well, you are. You're making decisions that are creating the life that you have. And we all mm-hmm. we are like we're all intrinsically creative in that way. And I, I think it's hard sometimes for people to wrap their minds around, especially when there's like, sometimes we pick identities to form us. Like a creator is one I've heard, right? Like I'm creative and that's my identity. It's all around that. That's the, the soul thing that I am, but it can be so beautiful to be able to expand past. Like there are people who are this way and people who are that way and see that, Oh, there's actually, everyone's got a little bit of this, mix in them right mm. um i as somebody who's been sort of like straddling different worlds so much like i talked about when i was just sharing some of my experience through college of like um my engineering buddies saying like oh you're not really an engineer or my artist friends saying well why aren't you 100% an artist and i think it's easy to in- develop an an imposter syndrome around that right mm. and everybody experiences that in some way, right? I think about like man, I just watched the, uh, the John Baptiste documentary. Have you seen it just I think it's I don't know, Netflix or something. My wife <clears throat> was like, "Oh, we got to watch this." And in it John Baptiste shares a moment of like yeah, people say I'm not really a musician or I'm too much of a musician or and it's like hearing someone who is so critically acclaimed and like clearly capable have that same experience. I think it's helpful to me to remember that who is a musician, who is a creator, it's largely a choice. Those identities are a choice. Like you decide who you are and then you Mm -hmm. pursue it. And in pursuing it, you continue to develop and grow and make other decisions, right? But that that creative energy is in all of us. Like you can't escape it. We're all created beings. and by being created
1: we're a part of that flow right so good I, I love this conversation yeah i mean there there's something in particular about the creative ability to like like you described create ourselves and create our identities and become who we want to be our ideal self i think it's like particularly interesting there's a lot of books about self image and about how big of an impact who we believe that we are has in terms of who we actually are and who we become. There's all sorts of books about like fixed mindset versus having like a growth mindset around who we are. If we think that we just are this way and we're always this way versus what you're describing with having an open mindset and realizing that things can evolve and that you can grow. If you're listening to this, then you likely already know that being an independent musician can be a lonely road. And maybe your friends and your family just don't fully understand why you do what you do or why you invest so much time, energy and and money towards achieving your music goals. And especially early on, it can be hard to find people who really understand what you're trying to accomplish and how to make it happen. Uh, So that's where Modern Musician comes in. My name is Michael Walker and you know I can understand and relate to that feeling. I've been there myself and so has our team of independent artists. And the truth is that basically everything good in my life has been the results of music. It's the reason I met my wife, It's why I have my three kids, it's how I met my best friends. And now with Modern Musician, we've seen so many talented artists who started out with a dream, with a passion, but without really a fan base without a business and be able to take that and turn it into a sustainable full-time career and be able to impact hundreds of thousands, even millions of fans with their music. We've had thousands of messages from artists who've told us that we've helped change their lives forever. And it just gets even more exciting, fulfilling when you're surrounded by a community of other people who get it and who share their success and their knowledge with each other openly. And so if you are feeling called to make your music a full-time career and to be able to reach more people with your music, then I want to invite you to join our community so that we can support your growth and help lift you up as you pursue your musical dreams. You'll be able to interact in a community with other high-level artists, coaches, and industry professionals, as well as be able to participate in our daily live podcasts, meet these amazing guests, and get access to completely free training. If you'd like to join our family of artists who truly care about your success, then click on the link in the show notes and sign up now. But it seems like in particular, there are some things that are a little bit more tangible and are a little bit less like, if I'm looking at my computer screen right now, then I can say like, this is a computer screen and I can close my eyes and I can still imagine the computer screen and I can see it. Whereas like our sense of identity and our sense of self is so completely like artificial is the right word necessarily but it's like it's certainly it's like created in it's an idea it's like Mm -hmm. literally an idea of like our who we are and we really do have the ability to transform who we are and identity and multiple people can see the same person in different ways and so that question of like who am i really and in what is the nature of a self i think is one of life's greatest mysteries and most fulfilling questions sort of explore. It might be like part of the core of what we're all doing is sort of just trying to figure out like, who are we and how do we, how do we express that and connect with ourselves and, and others and in, in a greater way?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's conceptual, right? So there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing physical about it, but it is, it's something that we're all on a journey of. I, for me... I had an experience during COVID with everything was shut down. Nobody was seeing each other. And so we all fell into new social environments that we hadn't been a part of. And I had a a neighbor living across the street, a high school kid who I never really interacted with. He was always busy off doing other things. And he started coming around just because life had been interrupted. And he had heard, he'd seen me carrying in gear and stuff. And so he heard that I was musician and was like hey man I'm a musician like we should collaborate and I was like great I've got nothing going on like come on over let's collaborate and as we like I invited him in and we I sat down at the piano and he said oh no I whatever I play piano but I like guitar and he grabbed my guitar and just started wailing on it like not any notes that I could pick out like he just sort of grabbed it in places and hit it and I had this sense of like, oh, he thinks he's a musician, but, you know, he's not really a musician. He's 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 not yet a musician. Maybe someday he will be. But as we continued spending time together and we started recording stuff together and like he would play a, a beat and then cut it up and then be like, okay, here's what I want, a piece of that. And he had this whole creative process that was totally foreign to me. And my box of like, oh, you need to know how to play G, C, and D on the guitar to be a musician was like actually not helpful, right? He had chosen for himself that identity of musician and he was a creator because of that, right? Like he just continued to pursue it without any sort of external validation or instruction or whatever. And for me, it was so inspiring just to reframe. Like, I don't have to be who other people think that I am or who I come across as. I can actually just do the thing that I enjoy doing it and letting it be called whatever it is and just pursue the thing that I'm finding life in, right? And whether that's a creative endeavor or building software or, man, like running and skiing, right? Like, I can just not worry about, am I a skier?
1: but I could just ski, right? (laughs) Are we humans or are we (laughs) skiers? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know how much of a rabbit hole I want to go down here with like, we could get pretty like philosophical here and like go deeper into this idea of uh, identity and, and self. But yeah, there's something about just like the nature of self itself no pun intended. Oh, there we go. (laughs) You're quick on that. that. (laughs) It certainly feels a lot of times like we're isolated or that we're separate, like we're separate from everyone else and we can feel lonely or can feel like I'm in my own world. And at the deepest level, it seems like what you described earlier in, in the sense that there's not really, if you actually look for a self, like, this is a, a very, like, Buddhist concept, but I think they call it anatta. But it's basically, like, one of the principles is that that there actually is no separate self. There's no separate self, and everything is connected. Everything is part of one being. And therefore, like, we are nothing and we're everything at the same time. It's like we're all one. It's one thing. And... Mm-hmm really interesting to, to try to look and see like what is it like where is the? there's certainly a sense of self but if you actually investigate and you try to find like where does it exist does it exist in my head or is it like in my solar plexus or like is it my hand if i cut off my hand i'm still me so it's not that yeah i lose all my memories am i still me well maybe like it depends but like what is it that we really define as that separate self this
0: i don't know how much of a rabbit hole you want to go down this i know we've had discussions around this before and i've heard from the podcast it's a regular recurring theme but i think this concept of self and concept of who is a musician and a creative in the face of what's happening with ai technology right now is mm-hmm. very fascinating to me because as we look backward we can see a history of new tools being developed and changing music and then those tools being incorporated into how we define creation and music. And that stuff's fascinating to me. I know you have a lot of thoughts on that, but I just, even like the idea that after music, after humans were using their voices, everything since then has been technology. There was like, they were using a a lyre, when there was like one string on a piece of wood. And that was, (laughs) a technology that then changed how music was experienced and that continued, right? Then there was a guitar and then there was the electric guitar and the people playing electric guitar were like, Oh, that's not real music. That's something Mm -hmm. else. Right. Mm -hmm. But then as the technology continued to change, like what music was continued to change. And now we're sort of sitting on the brink of a new revolutionary change. that's going to redefine a lot of how we think about, Who am I as a creator? What is the value I actually bring to the creative process?
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's super interesting. I don't think about that very often. Just like the fact that instruments themselves are tools, tools that haven't always existed. And that we're going to keep creating new instruments. Like, I guess like instruments is literally another word for tool. Like it's a tool to convey something. and. Yeah, I I agree. I think that AI, I mean, I I really don't know. We'll see in like five, ten years when the singularity happens. But on on one hand, you have a lot of the general consensus is that AI is a tool. And it's like other tools that have come before it in the sense that this is a way to augment our current skill set. And it's a way to, it's like, it's not going to replace humans. It's just going to help us to augment our existing creativity and our existing music. And yeah, I mean, it, it seems like that's definitely, I mean, we're at this point, like right now, like that's absolutely true. And I think it's probably going to be true even in the case of the singularity. Let's say that, let's just like hypothesize that, I don't know, 10 years from now, we have, A.I. that is a thousand times more intelligent than humans in every way. And we let's hypothesize that we have a Neuralink device that all humans are able to communicate with each other sort of like telepathically and in that we're actually augmented with that, like our brains are actually interfacing with an A.I. Then on one hand coming back to our root question that we talked about like what is self like who are we really yep maybe like the true essence of self is something that's not part of our bodies like our human bodies maybe it's something that is actually connected more at the mind or thought or creativity like that soul essence and maybe this type of technology in like, we're really going far out here, but you know, if we do have a singularity or we have this AI that, you know, a thousand times our current capabilities, maybe it's just going to help us plug into the same thing that's always been driving this, which is that creativity and which is that soul and that, that creative force of the universe.
0: Right. Even the language around the singularity and like everything becoming one is, is very reminiscent of the Buddhist themes that you were talking about earlier, right? Of like, we are all one. And in some ways we're sort of just, we like have been building crude tools that seem separate from us. Right. Mm. And Mm. then that singularity is actually just like the expanding of those tools, inviting them into the oneness. I'm not, Mm. I, this is my first time actually ever thinking about that. So I'm not going to like write a book about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would read it, but it's an <laughs> interesting, it's it an interesting ever, idea. Yeah, it certainly is. I definitely,
0: um, I think yeah. it's going to continue to be a challenge. Musicians and creatives in, will constantly be asking the questions of what am I, what is my value really? And I think um, people in general ask that question all the time. Like if you spend your whole life learning about the combustible engine and being a mechanic for gas-powered vehicles, and now everyone's using electric vehicles, you have the question of, okay, what is my value? These are the things I've been working on. These are the skills that I have. But what is it about me that is actually valuable to other people, to myself? And those, it's scary for people, I think, especially when it's like, oh man, I've been working so hard on all of these things. But in some ways, it feels to me like a big opportunity to ask more important questions, right? Of not just how have you been spending your time, but the question of who are you and what are the things in your life that actually matter, right?
1: This is great. <laughs> that what... I didn't think that we were going to go this deep into a conversation to have this kind of conversation, but I'm glad that we are. This is a lot of fun. So you know what? We are here with a live audience right now, and I think it'd be fun to invite folks who are here live to participate and be a part of the conversation. So I just want to put it out there. If you are in our Discord community right now watching this live, if you'd like to come on stage and like raise your hand, come on here. If you have anything that you'd like to contribute to the conversation or any questions, um, feel free to raise your hand. You can just right click on your uh, icon, and you can you know, raise your hand to come on live. Or if you have any questions in the chat, feel free to put them in the chat, and we can have have a conversation through there. Going into what we're describing right now with the singularity and, and the creativity and our role as a modern musician, I, I really do think what we're talking about right now is a core movement that is only going to get more and more important, but there's only going to be more like we're going to be asking these questions in the age of AI is like, what is our role? What's our purpose? What does it mean to be human now? And there will likely be some sort of transhumanist movement where we start to blur the lines between how we identify ourselves right now versus like digital intelligence. So I do think that even though this is some like pretty far out stuff, I think that we're actually entering an era where like this becomes really important to understand so we can actually like have purpose.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And in some ways they're not new questions. Like people often in thinking about the trajectory of their life, will start to ask questions like, okay, when I'm on my deathbed, right. What's actually going to matter. And in Mm. some ways We are just taking that question and fast forwarding it to er when we're living our lives, right? You're Mm -hmm. like, okay, so what if I I think about it like with programming, obviously, the tools that are out there right now have totally transformed the way that I originally learned to write code years ago. And I can see the progression of like, wow, this is getting really good to where my ability to write code is not going to be what defines me. So then what is it, right? What is it about my life that I want to define me? And what, like, what is it that I actually care about? And I mean, for me, that question is not answerable. It's an, it's an experience, right? It's continuing. It's a journey that I'm on, but I know we've talked about this quite a bit. It comes back really to relationships and connections and right for me, like my family, my close friends, some of the relationships that I've been able to build through music even. That's, I guess, sort of brings us full circle back to like why we started building Street Team, which is around helping artists build those relationships, right? But I really, yeah, I feel like that part of of taking away my skills as being the defining factor of who I am, then it feels like it, it leaves, for me, so much of relationships and connection and community right absolutely
1: that's so well articulated and that exercise with the deathbed yeah it's one yeah, i have an account that i follow on x.com that is called daily death reminders and literally just posts like once a day and it's like you're gonna die someday that's good it's great it's one of my favorite accounts that i follow that there really is something powerful like if if you're listening to this right now and you just imagine, you just like, yeah, just imagine what would it be like if you knew without a doubt that you had five minutes left to live and you had five minutes left and you're about to say goodbye to everyone and everything. Like all of us are going to have that experience for lucky enough to die a natural death where we're about to say goodbye to everyone and everything that we've known, everything that we've built. And you do hear a lot about when like people have a near death experience and they have that experience where they're, they're about to say goodbye to everyone, and everything. For a lot of people, that's like one of the first times in their life that they've had, they've woken up. They woke up and they realized what really matters and what doesn't matter. And it seems like some of the recurring themes are, I wish that I went for it. I wish that I didn't hold back. I, I wish I didn't let fear hold me back and the things that matter really being around the relationships and around mm. the people you know that that we've connected with and so it does seem like a good lesson and amazing exercise for us to all reflect on somewhat regularly is just to remember that we do have limited time here and time is incredibly precious and the way that we spend it is really important and there's and it's something it's easy to take for granted but you know, sometimes life can be lost unexpectedly very quickly and uh, so it's really important to cherish yeah you know, the moments that, that we do have
0: yeah no totally mm-hmm. i feel like we don't talk a lot about death in our culture it's not like even that that x account that you mentioned I, it's like it's sort of countercultural, right? It's like, oh, that's a little. That's not like the other content that's that's on that site, right? <laughs> um, but I think, man, there's a, there's a, there's some wisdom. In, there's a a biblical saying in the book of Ecclesiastes that says, a wise man thinks often on death, a fool thinks only of a good time. And there's mm. sort of like this idea that when we confront our humanity, it actually changes how we live currently. And I, I think for me, it changes my, it changes my risk profile, which is some, sort of what you were describing of like, I wish I had taken, I wish I had taken that chance. Or I wish I had tried to go further. Because when you think about death, you realize well, the things I'm afraid of losing aren't really there. They're, right? They're all transient. There's mm-hmm. all worst case scenario, right? That's a game we often play of like, okay, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And the worst things a lot of times in when we're making decisions are like, oh, well, if I if I pursue music full time or if I take this opportunity, like what if I don't make enough money and you know lose my stability, lose my house or lose my car or lose, right? And then to think about, well, right, when it comes to the end of my life, those things aren't really there for me anyhow. So then mm. it changes the risk profile, right? And you're like, oh, mm. I'm actually more likely to take that risk because I would rather try and fail than not try and keep things that don't matter, right?
1: Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great lesson that it's better to go for it and you quote unquote fail than to have not tried or not gone for it at all. Because, I mean, it's actually a good thing. If you really go for something that you truly care about, and you learn from it, like it doesn't work the way you're expecting, like you you get so much value from the lessons that you learned. You know, like In fact, you probably get more value from the things that were mistakes than if everything went right. Definitely. Definitely. Isn't that and kind it's... of counter, counterintuitive?
0: Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Yeah. And it's those hard things that form us. And yeah, when we create more challenge in our own lives by taking risks like that, those are also the things that form us. They're the most inspiring parts of our journey, right?
1: Mm, Absolutely. Well, hey, let's let's get ready to wrap up for today. Uh, Spencer, this has been a lot of fun. I feel like we've been able to explore some like deeper concepts. It's rare that I get to have a conversation like this and just sort of philosophize about the purpose of life and existence. And it's one of my favorite you know, conversations to have, and as it, especially as it connects what we're working on here and being a musician and thinking about our role in society, thinking about the future and where things are headed. I think it's really important to to be having conversations like this. So I appreciate you being here and being a part of the uh, podcast and, and the team. And the last question that, that I have for you is, if you had a time machine and you could go back in time, let's say to your most challenging moments, like one of your darkest moments, and you could give yourself a piece of advice, what's the number one piece of advice that you'd give yourself? And let's actually focus it specifically on music as well.
0: Man. I feel like when I think about the hardest times in my music musical experience, it always comes back to just remembering that the thing that you're going through isn't the way that it's always going to be, and that actually mm. you're being formed by that struggle, and struggle is what actually grows and connects us, right? That's mm. I needed that. I had some people speak that into my life on several occasions. And it's just the more I go through it, the more I really believe it. That the man, the struggle is the part that grows us. We grow very little when we're comfortable, you know? Mm -hmm. But man, we grow a lot when we have to. (laughs) And so those dark times, those hard times, uh, the times where you feel like what you're doing doesn't matter or no one's listening or you're not actually who you say you are, those are the times that are actually growing you the most.
1: <laughs> Mic drop, so good, man. <laughs> I feel like that just articulated our whole hour-long conversation really nicely into like one sentiment. Beautiful,
0: dude. This is All so right. fun. Thanks for having me on. This really has fun. been fun. Yeah,
1: this is fun. So, so Spencer, if anyone here is interested in connecting more with you or maybe listening to some of your music, where can they go to connect more?
0: Yeah, so my band, my my band is called Husa. W-H-O-S-A-H, and you can find us everywhere on the internet that you might look for bands. And I'm in charge of all those accounts. So you connect through any of those and, and message us, and that's me. You say, hey. Yeah. Awesome.
1: And Spencer is a core part of our uh, modern musician family as well. So he'll be here in our uh, Discord community. And I'm sure you, know, you can tag. You'll actually, you'll, I'm sure you'll see him around here. That's like, right. I'm in the helpful. Discord. He's, like responding to you know, questions you guys have and software related stuff. So that's like, right. All- if you
0: really want know. to talk to me, you, you submit a support request and you say this. So <laughs> I'll get that. <laughs>
1: Beautiful. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guests today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then I'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That that really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.